It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for today and the next hour. With me today are my co-host, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, a U.S. Air Force retired West Point graduate who served as the U.S. Air Force Assistant Vice Chief of Staff and as the commander of the Alaskan Air Command. Major General Paul Valley, one of our other co-hosts, is on leave this week. However, we're very pleased to be joined today by George McClellan to discuss two new Citizens Commission to Restore America directives. The first involving a collaborative effort with George and the CCRA to stop the invasion of illegals. And then we'll discuss the second directive to undertake military operations against the Mexican cartels via Operation Sinaloa. Before we bring George in, let me tell you a bit about the Citizens Commission of Restore America, which was founded by Lieutenant General McInerney, Major General Paul Vallelay, and myself. The Citizens Commission for Restore America represents a diverse set of citizens who seek to restore America by exercising our constitutional rights for a limited government, such that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The CCRA focuses on enabling and exercising the full power of the people in the states, as defined in our Constitution, to ensure our republic's survival and security. The mission of the Citizens Commission to Restore America is very simply put as to safeguard the American dream, constitution, and freedoms for future generations of Americans by ensuring the resilience and security of our republic. Now for our guest today, let me tell you a little bit about this man. George McClellan is a California native. He was a regular army veteran and served a post-Korean war tour. His post-army professional career covered 43 years in law enforcement, including in the California Highway Patrol and the U.S. Naval Investigative Services, NCIS. With the latter, he became a world traveler, visiting and working in many countries from the Philippine Islands to the United Kingdom, Asia, the Middle East, Bosnia, Europe, Russia, and India. By the way, George is also a regular contributor to articles here on AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. So welcome, George. Before I go to General McInerney, I'll turn to you to discuss the specifics of this directive and why, why don't you give us a bit of insight into why you wrote on this specific topic, the invasion, and what drove you in terms of capturing uh, uh, and writing this article, because we use this article actually as a context for this directive. So George, over to you. All right, thank you very much, uh, Edward. I, uh, we, we see that our administration and I mean Biden and Mallorca's head of Homeland Security are doing nothing, absolutely nothing to stem the tide of invasion. And it's an invasion because not everybody coming across that border are 
Guatemalans or Hondurans or Mexicans, a lot of them we, we now see are uh, Arabs uh, or jihadists, I should say, and the Chinese. And so that has become an open gate and nothing is being done about it. And we wonder why Biden's government has been so adamant in denying the Texas governors and the Arizona governor their efforts to defend the border. It's our border, too. It's their border too. It's a, it's a dual concept of sovereignty and, and it was abandoned, has been abandoned by the federal government, uh, by Joe Biden. The authority lies, of course, in Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. It's, it says no state shall, and then a lot of things, without the consent of Congress, keep troops, lay any duty, which is a tax on tonnage or engage in any war. And here's the part people don't, comprehend or don't get unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as well not admit of delay obviously we're in an imminent danger we've got millions of people brought into our country by the biden administration now we know their motives or their possible motives but uh other actors are taking advantage of that open border that being china uh and uh, the jihadists our, now, we ask the question, are states then constitutionally defenseless against the invasion by these illegals flooding across the Texas and Arizona and California borders? Well, no, they're not defenseless. While the Constitution expressly reserves to states the sovereign power to defend against invasion in imminent dangers, which means that ordinarily Congress acts on a subject in further of its constitutional powers, when they do, the states are preempted from occupying the field or acting in a contrary manner. But if stands an expressed exception for the states to engage in self-defense, it's written in the Constitution. They can defend themselves if no one else is going to do it. And, and Biden has abandoned that. States can employ extraordinary powers in their own self-defense. Among them, they can keep troops. Texas and Arizona have deployed National Guard uh, and they can actually engage in war. So the cartels is who we're looking at. Mexico's government is weak and unable to stop the problem. So we have another criminal government actually running the this, this state down there in, in northern Mexico, Sinola, and they constitute an imminent danger to American sovereignty and we have to put an end to it. And it's as simple as that. They, they have abdicated their right to carry on and protect America. Well, so you're, you're raising the second uh, uh, directive we'll talk about in the next segment, Operation Sinaloa and the war against the cartels. But General McInerney, you know, George brings up some very key points here about the Constitution and our ability of the states to actually take specific action, not only the states, but under the Constitution, governors. So, so what's your thought on why, why are they so hesitant to actually follow the Constitution? Great, great question, Ed. Uh, it bewilders me. What I am sure is, is the Democrats are taking cartel money. That's why they're keeping the borders open. Why else would they do it? Except they want to build up a voting block and legalize them and change the whole concept 
of elections in the United States, along with all the other illegal things that they have done to be a part of the COVID-19 spread by funding gain of function to uh, make mandatory vaccination, which is killing more people now than the, va- than the uh, COVID-19 did. And then the third part is the, uh, is the fentanyl attack on the American people where we are losing today the same rate of people had killed in action per year in World War II. And so uh, that measures right back up to the Chinese unrestricted warfare in which they were plan on getting global domination without using <clears throat> kinetic warfare. And the reason I'm kind of backing into this is because these are the facts and it answers part of your question. But the fact is, in 2005, the Chinese uh, promulgated unrestricted warfare and how they would get global domination without using kinetic warfare, bombs and bullets, but by using massive biological and cyber warfare. And so what hit us in 2000, late 2019, 2020 was COVID-19. That was a deliberate biological attack. Everybody is now saying it came from the Wuhan Virology Lab number four. But the fact is, it wasn't an accident. It was deliberate and was uh, uh, done with an initial spread in the Chinese New Year in January of 2020. And lo and behold, they changed all the election rules in virtually all the states from massive write-ins that that their uh, congressional, their legislative did not approve and we're now familiar with um, <clears throat> Dinesh D'Souza's 2,000 mules and how they did that. And of course, we're familiar with uh, the uh, special access program called Hammer and Scorecard that the Obama administration moved from a CIA facility to another CIA facility but started listening. And then they, somebody who looks like James Baker we don't know for sure who was the FBI chief counsel when Dennis Montgomery turned this in, this uh, special access program called Hammer and Scorecard, uh, turned it over to the Chinese. Uh, and so what we are now facing is a conglomerate of people in which China is one of the main players because they are funding the fentanyl the raw fentanyl to the cartels who are then manufacturing it, putting it in candies and different forms and shipping it into the United States. They're even doing processing in the United States now. Yet this president has not mentioned one word to Xi Jinping about cease and desist. And yet we've got a death rate that is equal to the killed in action in World War II per year over 100,000 at the height of the coal of the World War II. Why the American people are not outraged, it stuns me. Getting back on point to your original position, why aren't the states taking more aggressive and bold action? But most of all, why isn't this administration being challenged by the mainstream media at all? Because the mainstream media is complicit. Now, this is part of 
an overall plan to take control of the United States and move it into a socialist republic in which the the uh, elites are going to run this country. They are, are making a sham of our of our republic and our constitution, which we all three of us supported, uh, uh, took an oath to support and defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And as President said last week sometime, that now the domestic enemies are a greater threat than Russia. And that's true. Not only have they done... Uh, helped implement unrestricted warfare, helped, uh, they played a major role when they made the vaccination mandatory and still trying to kick people out. Just had a case last night that that came up on. So wrapping around this, we have the most treasonous conduct ever by any part of our history. It is worse. Trump said it was worse than uh, Washington crossing the Delaware. I say it's worse than World War One, World War Two, and uh, the Cold War, because the American people do not realize that because they have a mainstream media that is censoring our information, and all that wrapped around involves part of the answer to why the states are not being more aggressive. Uh, and, and it, is, it is a critical situation. We are in the red zone right now. Over. No, so a- absolutely, General McInerney. And so as we've talked before in this program as well, you know, for me, this, this puts it in perspective of the ongoing cognitive war. Because the tactics and techniques that are being used, not just by China and the cartels, but the internal adversaries we're facing here in the United States, are an attack on the human mind and conscience to get them to believe other things than what they're actually seeing right before their eyes. So you mentioned China and their cartels, purposely pushing the drugs, purposely pushing now over 7 million illegals into this country. For for the listeners out there, that's seven cities of 20,000 people each added to every state in this union. So, George, when we take a look at the magnitude and size of that invasion, it's not just the invasion, but also, as General McInerney pointed out, between the COVID flu, the fentanyl murders and other stuff, this is not just an invasion. It's a slaughter, ongoing slaughter of Americans. So, What are your thoughts on, on this whole aspect here in terms of this directive, which we're sending to the, the governors and to the uh, uh, Speaker of the House? Uh, on the situation, George. You, you bring up the point that is the end point for everything. What are we going to do about it? What solutions do we have? To protect Article 1, Section 10, the House now, I think, in Republican hands, should pass legislation to redirect to border states $785 million allocated by the Biden administration for migrant services, including paying their hotel bills. And, and the ominous, and also from the ominous omnibus tra- uh, spending bill. Get a little frustrated here, <laughs> listen to that. And specifying those funds instead should be used to aid the border states in repelling the invasion of illegals. Why? And finish the border wall. In Arizona, that uh, governor before the new one uh, just arrived, he used containers and packed up containers too deep and too high and run along the wall 
the government, uh, the Biden ordered him to take it down, but he's not obligated to take it down. But the new governor will. I mean, uh, there's an expense there. That wall should be finished. That wall should be finished. Also, the the ICE immigration control and naturalization uh, border patrol people, they should be given carte blanche to stop everybody from coming in there and make Mexico do its part in keeping them. That means we need to go to all these little cities and start rounding these people up and immediately shipping them home. We, we have no obligation to feed them and house them and educate them. They can go to their own countries and do that. If they go there and the country is not working, then maybe we could do like Ronald Reagan did, arm them and start a war. We've got a war going everywhere any, anyway. And I'm not a neoconservative by any means. I, I have my objections to a lot of things. But Congress should circumvent the administration and supply border states with direct funding and the power to put an end to border criminality. It is as simple as that. That's all I can think of. We need, oh, that's, yes, that's, the problems are there, but we need to have our solution. And that's the beginning of my solution. Well, so hold that thought, uh, George and General McInerney, as we have to go to break right now. Uh, but before we go to break, for our listeners, remember, America Outlawed Talk Radio plays on the iHeart Radio Network. You can also listen to us via media players from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-class applications available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you, you can also hear them on podcasts on those same applications. Just go to AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly here. I wanna tell you about these amazing products from Genesis. I am loving the UX4 Stationary HOCL Atomizer. Now don't be fooled by its sleek design because this machine packs a powerful punch. It uses an ultrasonic atomization technique to create a dry mist that turns into droplets and gas, delivering active ingredients throughout the room. And when you add an HOCL cleaning solution, it is effective in reducing 99.99% of germs and allergens. The hypochlorous is the body's first line of defense in response to injury and infection. It is 100 times more effective than chlorine bleach at killing pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, mold, and mildew. It's hypoallergenic, non-toxic, non-cytotoxic, and safe for use around children, pets, and plants. Now more than ever, it is so important to be sure that we are disinfecting the surfaces in our homes and in the air that we breathe. But constantly wiping down surfaces can be time consuming and costly. The set it and forget it technology of the UX4 makes it a perfect fit for our busy lives. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see videos of these products in action. Be sure to use promo code out loud to save 15% off either the fogger or the atomizer. Thanks, Genesis, for helping me to keep my home safe and disinfected. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action 
and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. On with us today are Lieutenant General Tom McInerney and a guest, George McClellan. We're talking about a couple of the Citizens Commissions to Restore America directives. The first one on Stop the Invasion. As we were talking before we ended this last uh, segment here, uh, George was talking about uh, the containers down in Arizona and the fact that the governor there was under no uh, legal re requirement to remove those containers that the Biden administration had asked. However, we know with the change in administration down there in Arizona, the Democratic governor would be willing to do that anyhow. When I look at this directive that we put out, and we put it out to the governors and to the Speaker of the House, one of the key aspects that uh, George outlines in the context for this, which is also in the back of the directive, under Article 1, Section 10, is no state shall, without the consent of Congress, keep troops, lay any duty or taxes or engage in war unless, unless actually invaded. And secondly, under Article 1, Section 8, powers of Congress to provide for the calling forth of a militia to execute the laws of the Union to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. So here, a Constitution states emphatically that not only the governors, but the Congress not only has the right, but the authorities, but the constitutional obligations to implement and take action against the invasion, but also against the cartels. So General McInerney, when you went through that last list of different aspects from the fentanyl to the vax, to the Democrats getting money from cartels, this is truly unrestricted warfare, not only by the cartels, but China, but also from a domestic insurgency which is, with the aid of our press, undermining our freedoms and our constitutional. Back to you, General McInerney, for thoughts on, on these couple of articles in the Constitution, and, and why is it so hard to actually just follow the Constitution? It's hard to follow the Constitution because it thwarts their goals, and that's <laughs> why the articles, they are, they are deliberately uh, thwarting and uh, just throwing it in our face, uh, along with so many others that they have done in this. This attack, and it is an attack on the United States by the cartels with the drug and the illegals coming in, is being deliberately done to destroy our Constitution. And so the administration, who swore and took an oath to support and defend the Constitution, is actually doing the exact opposite. They are trying to destroy the Constitution. Not only are they trying to destroy the Constitution, they're trying to destroy our banking system with the, uh, the banking failures that we saw over a week ago. And then the government bails them out, fundamentally nationalizes overnight the banks. The money that's going into, uh, into uh, uh, Ukraine, none of that is going through Congress and being approved. It's a violation of our Constitution. And nobody has taken this on except few people like ourselves. And of course, the excellent work that George has done on the border. The border is an integral part 
of the attack on our Constitution. And uh, they have been successful. Who would have believed that you could have had 5 million going on 6 million people in two plus years of a new administration and the American people are sitting here completely? And even though they're, they're seeing the crime rate and everything go up, who would have believed it? And that's why I think uh, George's contribution to what he's talking to us about is so vital. But this attack on our border constitution is being done by this administration, by Secretary Mayorkas, as you saw last week, the uh, chief of the Border Patrol said, we do not have a secure, a stabilized border. And yet, what have the American people done? What has the Congress done? Over. No, so you're absolutely, absolutely correct, General McInerney. So I don't mean to have you state the obvious, but sometimes it's very important for us to restate the obvious, because what you're highlighting here is that this is a multifaceted strategy. It's not just the invasion of America. It's what they're doing with that invasion of America, murdering Americans with fentanyl and drugs. It's the invasion of America of several million people now, which also on our education, our health care, our social system, our justice system. The strain is significant because remember, at seven cities of 20,000 people for every one of our 50 states. So you have to ask yourself, where are these people going? Well, we've seen it with the last, uh, last three, four decades where we had 30 million illegals come to this country. So now we have every high school in America has a version of Spanish, and in English and has special classes for those who don't know English. We've seen this in the healthcare system where the emergency rooms are now flooded. So ordinary Americans can't get into the emergency rooms because they're flooded by who? By illegals who are then taking this healthcare and stuff free. And if you remember from the last election, every democratic candidate raised their hand to provide free, free healthcare for every illegal alien. But you, America, you, America, the taxpayers, now not for you. As a matter of fact, they're now looking to cut your Social Security, cut your Medicare, as the Democrats did in the last, last administration and in, in the Biden administration in the last Congress. Cut those things to pay for this. And on top of this, they're now giving away millions of dollars in free education and stuff to these illegals. But you, the taxpayer, have to continue to pay for this. So as, as we take a look at the invasion here, the multifaceted strategy cuts across the economic, the social, the health care, the criminal justice system, and others. And one of those areas is being driven specifically by the cartels and this fentanyl invasion. It's not just the fentanyl and drugs for the moment. It's their network that cuts across the United States. They've developed this network and honed this network over the last 25 years. Now with this illegal invasion, it's gone on steroids. So they have literally an army of people in every single state of this union who are willing to do their bidding and cause disruption of need. Let me move to the second directive here, Operation Sinaloa. So as we move to this directive, let me give proper credit here to Major General Paul Vallelay, although he's on vacation this week. He was the primary thrust behind this directive and a prior directive, 2-20-2023, America's war plan to stop the Mexican cartels. In this directive, 
We direct that the Department of Defense and U.S. Special Operations Command develop and conduct necessary intelligence and combat operations to remove and conduct war operations to remove and eliminate the illegal cartels. We direct the intelligence agencies and DHS Border Patrol to update all intelligence related to the cartel's disposition and current activities. And we direct the Department of Treasury to continue to track the financial institutions that facilitate not only the movement of cartel funds and global finance operations, but also figure out where that money's going inside the United States. Who are the supporters here inside the United States? So let me go back and start with General McInerney on this Directive 5-2023 Operation Sinaloa, whereby we're directing the Congress, but also these agencies take specific action. And we now see that Congress has called for this. Many bipartisan elements of Congress have called for this. What are your thoughts on this, uh, General McInerney? Well, it's an absolutely must do that we conduct cross-border operations and we can do it uh, with or without the agreement of the Mexican government. Uh, I happen to believe that the government is complicit with the uh, cartels and uh, the Mexican government. And so we may not get their agreement. The difficult issue is, I don't think we're going to get the agreement and his people are taking money on the side. It's about, it's black money, but that's why they have these resources to do all the things. So the, the, the question to the American people and our listeners is, are we going to tolerate this? Deliberate violations, and destruction of our constitution, but of our economy, et cetera. Remember, the Silicon Valley Bank was funding Chinese uh, companies, startups, et cetera. And uh, <clears throat> that's why, uh, you know, with one or less than two days, they got completely bailed out, which means they nationalized the Democratic banks as far as we will guarantee you funding. And of course, now they're trying to do the digital currency, which will further give them more control. And so that's why I say we are in the red zone right now. And it's absolutely imperative that we take on the cartels with our own forces. Over. Absolutely, General McInerney. And George, you know, not only are you a regular army veteran, but you spent a number of years in law enforcement in California, by the way, and the U.S. Naval Investigative Service. From your perspective, and, and can you give us some insights from, from a law enforcement perspective on what you see is happening here with the cartels and, and they're pushing the drugs, their networks and other aspects? Over to you, George. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, the defund the police thing is about scared policemen into wanting to do anything. A policeman on the border or a policeman in the city is almost afraid to do anything beyond answering a call. So th there is something that can be done. And it's not at the lower level. Those people have to be empowered, re-empowered, the police officers, so they can do their job. But, you know, we, we, the House is now in Republican hands, back in Republican hands. It's, it's thin, but it's still we're in charge. Congress, the House, should circumvent the administration and supply border states with direct funding and power to put an end to the border criminality. I mentioned that earlier. 
If such a bill were to pass both houses, and it probably won't pass the Senate, but it will certainly identify the enemy in the Senate. But if, if it was to pass both houses, Biden would veto it. But it is essential to pass the legislation and to allow Biden to chuck it, pr proving that he does operate as an agent of the CCP and therefore an enemy of the people. I think Biden is treasonous. And I think the people who work for him do treasonous things. Well, certainly, uh, they're not my choice for running organizations because everything they do is absolutely inimical to the best interests of the United States. Now, a two-thirds vote would override his veto. And while it's a long shot, it's not impossible. And it would, be it would also be enabled to uh, us to identify who is and who is not a domestic terrorist supporter within the Congress mostly on the Democrat side, we, we can believe that. It's essential to pass that legislation. I, mean, I think it's, it's important to do it. Mayorkas has got to be impeached. He might, at least they've got to start the impeachment and they should start the impeachment of Joe Biden too. That takes the heat off of everything else. Uh, I, you know, our eyes are constantly redirected everywhere. This business about Trump's being arrested tomorrow, that's show. Trump's not going to be arrested. They're not going to go anywhere with that. That is redirecting where our real problems are. But Joe Biden, by his very incompetency, is incapable of having a tyrannical government, no matter how hard he tries, because apart from being corrupt, he's indisputably incompetent. And his administration is a wannabe government of excruciating incompetence. It hurts to watch him. It's painful decisions. And his aimless wandering through the minefields of sedition are going to, are going to ruin, the whole, hopefully, the whole Democrat Party. But we're stuck with him. He's still a president. There's precious little we can do about it, except launch more committee hearings to avoid the media, to annoy the media and the Democrats. So before I go back to General McInerney and also you, George, because we have about uh, three minutes left in this segment, but there are a couple of weapons that you mentioned, George, that we have with the Republican control of Congress, that that ceiling has to be raised coming up here. Now, one thing is the Republicans and conservatives and conservative Democrats don't do very well is message the American people, message and drive appropriate narrative of the truth. In this case here, as you said, George, we can easily, under the national debt ceiling, lay out the budget that then funds, fully funds closing the Boulder Wall, fully funds the uh, CBP and ICE membership, and also takes away the funding, takes away the funding for housing and education and other aspects for illegals. But in other words, we have a debt ceiling we can use as a weapon here to then highlight to the American people this battle that's ongoing. The second thing that Congress can do is, I think impeachment is, is, a, is a okay possible try, but I think they really need to go right for the jugular here, and they need to go right to charging people with treason, whether it's Mayorkas, whether it's Biden, or whether it's the Attorney General. So in the last two minutes we have in this segment here, let me first turn to General McInerney for comments on that. Well, uh, in reference to George's comments about impeachment, who do you get? Kamala Harris? Yeah, good question. <laughs> That's you the know, problem. We, look, look, they're teeing up right now for her to resign and move in 
Michelle Obama. And, and the real puppet master is Barack Hussein Obama. Yep. And uh, uh, look, Biden's a doofus. He, he, he couldn't, couldn't do this, conceive this elaborate plan of uh, the way they have done it. They have done it, you've got to say, brilliantly. But the fact is, we've exposed them. And so uh, I think what you're saying, Ed, is very important. The House should not fund these illegals. They should not fund uh, the things that they want to do. And uh, you made a mistake that I, I thought when you said conservative uh, uh, Democrats, I don't think there are any left. Maybe Manchin, maybe, but the fact I'm not passed. talking in Congress, Tom. I'm talking outside of Congress. Yes, to your point, they've expelled every every conservative Democrat in Congress. Correct. So that's our challenge. Let's George uh, views George, on that. George, what's your yeah. perspective? We've got about a minute here before break. Well, <laughs> Biden's incompetent. Uh, they are conducting treasonous administrative policies that are inimical to the United States. We cannot. We could not possibly abide uh, uh, Kamala Harris in the office, but we've got to let the nation know that, that Biden can't run for a second term or we can help him run for a second term and, and then stick a cane under his feet so he trips. You know, these people are, what's shocking is, is they're openly brazen about what they intend. I mean, they passed out shirts Biden sent me to Guatemalans come up here last year. <laughs> And, and now our, our whole government is filled with Marxist thinking generals, mayors, gay mayors, uh, forces on equity, inclusion and diversity. I mean, that's their plan. They want to socialize America with all of us as slaves. And we and we, we cannot permit that. That's it. That, you know, we've well, said George, it before, but think, that's the way it has to be. I think you stated very plainly and, and matter-of-factly is that we are in a third world war and it's undermined not only people within our own United States, but people external. And as we go to break here, for our listeners, be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part, share the stories, the article, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. We'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. As we were talking, George McCullen laid out a litany of different areas where America is under attack. And it's very important for our listeners to understand this. But there are things that we can do to fight back. And that's why we stood up the Citizens Commission to Restore America. The Citizens Commission to Restore America has three primary objectives. The first objective is to ensure the resilience of a republic our constitution and our freedoms. The second directive is to drive a proactive and positive legislative agenda. 
And so you'll see many of the directives we put out speak to specific policies. Because as we've seen in the past, whether it's Ronald Reagan, whether it's Donald Trump or others, John F. Kennedy, the success of their administrations, the success for America was driving proactive and positive legislative agendas. But lastly, the third major objective is overhauling our NASA security apparatus. And with that, a subdirective is overcoming domestic and foreign threats to America. So as George was talking and General McInerney laid out, there are multiple ongoing threats within our country that they're using in this cognitive war against us. And as I turn to General McInerney here, one of those is with the New York District Attorney wrongfully politicizing the justice system against Trump. So General McInerney, why don't you give us your comments on that and, and how you see they're weaponizing our justice system against our people? Well, it's part of their cognitive warfare campaign plan, and they are making law lawfare. It is part of their warfare. And by bringing Trump to or, or trying to indict him, even though every scholar in the, in the country has said it is not an indictable offense, but in New York City, you can indict a ham sandwich. Everybody's heard that. They're going to try to prove that. Now, they had uh, uh, testimony yesterday that, that told that the, the lawyer, Trump's lawyer, that is bringing these charges and, and supporting Bragg on this is a deliberate liar. He went to jail for it. And yet uh, they're still going to try to avoid that. It'll be interesting to see what they do on it. The fact is, lawfare is now part of their game plan. And everybody, us included, will be part of that lawfare, and we will be challenged with a whole host of legal matters for what we say and what we do. The important thing is that on, on the Trump issue, it uh, violates the stat statute of limitations. It... Uh, uh, Congress is going to have a hearing, and I think that's extremely important because the Congress, and they should give him a subpoena, it makes, if uh, Bragg has got to lay out his rationale in front of the American people, in transparent mode, it will kill him. And, and he's doing part of this to run for governor, but this will destroy him. And so <clears throat> that move by... Uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, may, may neutralize this whole thing. I don't know. But it's extremely imperative that he explains to the American people why he should bring these charges against uh, President Trump. In addition, and he's using lawfare, just like Mar-a-Lago was lawfare. We're seeing lawfare are used against innocent people and the American people to tie them up, to spend their money, to consume them, and to divert what they're really doing in violating the Constitution, as you uh, pointed out so much. But if, in fact, this did go through and we didn't pay attention to it, they could, by using lawfare, they could determine the election system uh, in the future. Uh, it would it, Any person that was running, they would use lawfare to kill them in the primaries or in the election. And so this would be an absolute violation of our constitutional rights. And unfortunately, the judiciary 
The judiciary has disappointed us right on up to the Supreme Court and the uh, uh, leader John Roberts up there in the Supreme Court, the chief justice. He has been terribly disappointing in what he's done in the elections and other issues. So we have a problem. We have, we know it, starting right at the top, a president that has committed treason. We have it in the uh, in Department of Homeland Security, again, uh, Mayorkas, who has committed treason by violating his own office. And it goes on through the FBI, things that we've seen, all the institutions of our government they have violated their constitutional oath. And so that's the challenge that we are facing. And as I said, it is the most serious challenge in three, and we are in the red zone now, over to George. Well, well George, as, as, we, as I go to you here in a second, is what General McInerney is pointing out here with this DA, is not just this DA. It's every progressive DA that source helped back and fund. They've taken felonies and converted them to misdemeanors in almost every case to let the felons out. In this case, they're taking a misdemeanor and trying to make a felony out of it. But out there in California, the same thing we've seen across America, not with just DAs, but with Antifa. So when you take a look what's happening with the district attorneys in Antifa, the police are being told to stand down, purposely stand down when Antifa comes to terrorize folks. You had Marjorie Taylor Greene and the Speaker of the House tell people not to go out and demonstrate for Trump. Why? Because they were afraid Antifa or other folks would come in, disrupt it, or infiltrate and disrupt the crowds. So to General McInerney's point, this is a specific war to subjugate and silence Americans from their free speech and rights of free speech. So what's your perspective on this, George, especially what's happening out there in California? Well, I don't live in California anymore. It's been a long time since I've been there. I left in 72, never to go back except to bury my mom and dad. However, the problem is everywhere, except California has is the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes, and there's one in their governorship who thinks he wants to be president. We have to avoid that as well. The uh, it, it we It's all back to law enforcement. We just simply have to re-empower our police officers, so they're not afraid to make an arrest and somebody complain about it. it it's uh, it's the, uh, our, our whole government has been changed by somebody with people with fax machines calling themselves this group or that group for or against whatever, sending it off to a county government or a state government, and they respond to it. Why do we respond to the one or two or three percent of the population with their nutty ideas? No, it, it, it's, it's just cra- it's just nuts. It's crazy. And, and, and now we talk, you know, you see these college students out interviewed by people and they're stupid in a bundle, a bundle of rocks. I mean, they have no idea. Well, that's because the young are, are indoctrinated more and more uh, every single day. And, and so one of the ways George uh, and General McInerney knows one of the ways we're asking the listeners to help support a more positive, proactive, constitutional America is to support the Citizens Commission to Restore America. But how? All we're asking you to do is basically print, sign, and send the directives we put out to those who we direct you to put them out to. For example, for the Stop the Invasion, 
to the governors and the Speaker of the House, and to the cartels, Operation Sinaloa, to the Speaker of the House. Why? Because only Congress can declare war. But listeners can go to standupamericaus.org, that's standupamericaus.org slash CCRA, to get specific information on the Citizens Commission to Restore America. Because this is a multifaceted strategy undertaken by the progressive extremists on the left in concert with the Chinese, in concert with the cartels and such, but it also includes the financial and economic realm. So when we take a look at what's happening with the Federal Reserve, so the Democrats passed in the House and the Senate in the last Congress massive spending bills. And now you get people like Ms. Powell Chow, the wannabe Indian, who tries to misappropriate a minority status for benefit her own, who also is so-called socialist, but now a millionaire socialist, just like Bernie Sanders. She and other Democrats are trying to push the blame off on Fed Chairman Powell for trying to get the handle on inflation as inflation goes through the roof and jobs are lost significantly. And on top of this, we go back to the cartels and the invasion. Now you have several million illegals coming into the country and fulfilling those jobs and other things. So, so let me turn back to General McInerney. What are your thoughts on how they're weaponizing also? You mentioned the nationalization of our banking system, General. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this overall attack in this, in this spectrum, the economic spectrum? Well, it's again a concerted part of, of their whole information operations or their cognitive war that they're playing against uh, the United States and the people. They're devaluing our currency. They're putting the fear of all Americans that the banks are going to go bad and then worrying about their uh, dollars and their, their own savings. And will we have a run in the banks? All these things that we were thought part of our ancient history in the 30s and that, they have put together in a very skillful program. And uh, look, they did the defund the police how many years ago? And, uh, and, and how they led into this, to this situation where we are right now, that uh, these police departments are upwards down of 500 people. I think someone said, in uh, New York City, they were down 500 cops. They have done this extremely well in the mainstream media. The First Amendment in our country has betrayed us. They have betrayed us and they have betrayed the American people. So not only have they gone after the First Amendment, they've gone after the basic constitution that I've talked about in a concerted plan. Every conspiracy theory has proven to be correct. Conspiracy. We'll go through uh, the 15 or so that we've had, but every one of them has proven to be correct. And that's the danger we're facing in this cognitive war, in a military information operations campaign that we're, we're up against. Over to you, Ed. Thank you, General McInerney. And George, you know, as, as the general talks about this cognitive warfare, now, it is a multifaceted uh, warfare that takes various ways, ideologies, for example, socialism, communism, and various means, economic, education, and other things, to drive a submissiveness, a complacency, and a level of compliance with the American public. You know, but then you get a guy like uh, Elon Musk who comes out, okay, and he wasn't a conservative. He was actually a, a true Democrat, voted for Biden, as he says. 
But he even comes out, he's talking about now how the federal government is feeding transgender propaganda, transgender propaganda to our children and pushing this, not only that, but in the military. And so being former army as well, I'm being, I'm former air force, like Dr. Um, General McInerney. Now I find it astounding that, that uh, they're destroying the morale within our troops. They're destroying the recruiting mechanism all to propagandize and push what is was pure political BS. What are your thoughts on that, George, and just this weaponization and education? Well, you, you've said it and it's uh, we're, we are seeing a pushback movement with the, uh, with people starting to challenge school board members for re-election to their posts. And that will work. That's, it has to be done and it will work. But the leadership of all these schools, they have to be removed. These CRT people, uh, these transgender people who promote that, they, they have to be removed. And they can be removed, one, by, by filing lawsuits against them, or two, having a school board fire them. It has to be constitutional. It can't be extraordinary. No, absolutely. So unconstitutional, you know, there's, there's a New Jersey mother. This is amazing. I was, was uh, looking at this article here in the last few days, and I think you're going to see more of this in the press in the next few days. But to your point, George, this is where American people can fight back, but they got to fight back very uh, circumspect and very targeted. So this New Jersey mother found herself under investigation by who? The U.S. military, the Department yeah. of Homeland Security, and local police. For what? Now, this just blows my mind. They investigating her because of her posts on social media. I think it was uh, maybe Facebook about her objection to LGBTQ-themed posters being displayed where? At an elementary school. So here's an American mother according to Attorney General Gardner, a domestic extremist terrorist who has now filed suit back against the U.S. military, DHS, and local police for violation of her civil rights. And this is exactly where people need to go is start pushing back to fight back for our civil and constitutional rights. Because if we don't, what we're seeing here with Antifa and the use of Antifa on speed dial, the subjugate control and get Republicans, conservatives, and other independents to not even protest for fear of having a riot to which then, the, then they're scared that our FBI and DOJ will target them. This has got to stop. We have to get out. We have to do peaceful demonstrations and we have to get in their face in a peaceful manner to voice the opposition because 73% of America believes we're on the wrong direction. So General McInerney, it, you know, how else can we, we in America fight back against these things as we see this continued push, this woke culture push by a minority set of extremists. Over to you, sir. Well, we, you just described lawfare. They're using the legal system against this mother. And, and this poor mother does need to have lawyer and money and that. And most people can't, and they know that. And so this is why it's so important that we educate our listeners and what they are doing and what they are openly doing on the American people and our rights. Because this is designed to intimidate every mother in school to say anything. And so what we've got to do, and that's the purpose of, uh, of, of what 
about national security to help people what to do. And they've got to get a, a GOMI fund or something like that that will help them. And we can get the lawyers back in it to help these mothers. God bless this mother for what she's doing. And hopefully, hopefully we can get others that will uh, support her and do that in the GOMI fund. And it's GOMI fund, they aren't any good anymore. They've got a new one that will support people against this woke culture. But it's lawfare as we've been describing it. No, exactly, sir. So we got about a minute left here, George. Let me go to you for any closing comments, George. We'd like to thank you again for coming on board with us today and giving us some great insights on your articles, which can all be read on AmericaOutloud.com. That's AmericaOutloud.com. George? Well, we have, yes, we have to change everything. You know, freedom is our goal and the Constitution is the way. I end all my essays with that sentence. And it also remind me that I can't just go articulate that we have to defend everything with guns. We don't. We have to get them out legally. We have to try them legally and we have to uh, imprison them legally. It can be faster than the present system because the present system, I think, is uh, designed to uh, obfuscate people going to jail. But that's that's a correctable problem. It, you know, we're, we are faced with challenges as, as Americans. I, I was a fifties. I grew up in the 1950s, greatest decade of America's history. I think post-war. Well, George, yeah. we appreciate you coming on again here. Uh, General McInerney, uh, any last thoughts? Well, I want to thank George for coming on and giving us his insight. Very valuable, George. We're very grateful for it. Everything we, that we are laying out and need to do, we must do constitutionally. Now, the Founding Fathers gave us one constitutional way, and that's called the Second Amendment. But uh, as I mentioned, the Democrats are taking money from the cartels, the Chinese, a whole host of people. They are overloaded in money. And so it's very formidable <clears throat> for us to challenge in these mothers at a school board meeting that have to worry about if they say anything that they're going to have to go to court. This is challenging to our people. But we must support all these mothers and all these people. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, John McInerney. And for our listeners, remember, all we're asking you to do to support the Citizens Commission to Restore America is exercise your constitutional God-given rights. So print, sign, and send these directives you can find up on standupamericaus.org. That's standupamericaus.org. Because your silence becomes compliance, becomes complicity in what's happening. Today, we talked about the lack of governors and congressional will to exercise the Constitution, so we're sending out these directives. We ask for your support. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. <laughs>